are the champion. The one that holds the line and finishes the mission. Everything that you want is within your grasp. You wake up in the morning ready to dominate the day. And every step taken is with purpose and integrity. Because you were not put on this planet to live a mediocre existence. You are here to conquer and make the biggest impact possible. Not only for yourself, but for your family and for your tribe. This world is a battlefield, but we will be victorious. This is the Norse mentality. What's up, guys? I hope that you are having a glorious day. Today, me and Cowboy Cody here are going to talk about having multiple coping mechanisms. And the reason that we're going to talk about this is because a lot of people, including ourselves in the past, have used the gym and working out as our only way to deal with life and stress and depression and all these different things. Now, for me, it started in my early 20s when I was still in a band. I was spiraling downwards very rapidly because all I was doing was eating like shit. I wasn't exercising at all. I was drinking a lot. My Pretty much my diet consisted of pizza that we got for free from Domino's because we're bums and we'd call and be like, hey, we're in a touring band. Do you guys have any extra pizzas that you'd give us? And they would just give us a bunch of damn pizza. That's Same a with th- Chipotle. That's a thing? It's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty much it. Like we would get hand, hand out pizzas. <laughs> from Domino's every once in a while Chipotle would hook us up which was like that was the healthiest I ever ate (laughs) and then other than that like I was living off bottles of whiskey and it was just not a good lifestyle obviously like that shit catches up to you and I felt myself spiraling downwards and I was like I need a different outlet I need to do something else besides just being I mean honestly a fucking degenerate because this is not how I wanted to live my life. This is not the future that I saw for myself. Like I knew that I wanted to accomplish more for for myself and that wasn't going to happen like with that. So I started working out and I remember back in middle school when I was dealing with depression as well. Like this has been a lifelong thing for me and I remember I would just run. In middle school, I didn't have any weights or anything. I lived in the middle of nowhere, so there was no gyms or really even friends near me. I would just run for miles, and that made me feel better. So that's why I started working out again, and it would definitely helped me. Like working out, moving some weight, seeing progress, getting out that aggression and energy and all that different stuff was extremely beneficial, but it's short-lived, and it gets to a point where it no longer... It no, it no longer does what it used to do. And then I'm kind of like falling back into the old habits, right? And then I had to develop other coping mechanisms. And now like I have a whole arsenal of things that I can do that I implement when things start to get a little rough, either if it's with stress or whatever it is in my current life. You kind of dealt with the same thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll take us way back, way back. Way back. Um, sixth grade. Uh, I was playing football and I developed some really bad knee issues. Um, I had this, um, it's called osteochondritis disorder in my, in my right femur. Well, it's OCD. That's what, that's what it's, (laughs) but I can't, I can't tell people I had OCD in sixth grade. Um, so the end of my right femur was dying from lack of blood flow. Holy shit. Yeah, it was wild. Um, so I was in a full leg cast for like. Uh, a hard cast for like four months and then a soft cast for four months. So the majority of my sixth grade year, I was in a, a full leg cast and it was kind of shitty because they didn't give me crutches. So I had my right leg in a full extension leg cast. So you're just walking around sixth like grade a like a fucking, fucking pirate, bro. <laughs> I had to swing my right leg out 
and kind of catch it with my left. Yeah, you're what, just walking what a bunch down the hallways. Assholes, you know, no crutches. I'm like, dude, you're just walking down the hallways at school trying to sit down. I'm guessing your leg had to be fully extended yeah. outside your desk. Yeah, it was. You're tripping people on accident, yeah. shit like that. Sixth grade, man. I'm like 12 years old. So, anyways, you, know? you have OCD, right? You're OCD in sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah, you got pirate uh, leg going on. So I started lifting weights then. It was part of like once I got out of the cast, it was kind of my rehab. So doing a bunch of body weight squats, uh, rehabbing all the muscles around my knee. Um, I continued lifting past that. Uh, I wouldn't say it was like actual lifting, but um, through high school, playing football, uh, I would lift during the summers. Um, uh, went off to college. Ten days into my freshman, my first semester of my freshman year, my grandpa was murdered. So I went into a very, very bad depressive state for about six months there where it got to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed. It, it hurt so bad. Um, and then one day I just decided like, Hey, this has helped me in the past. And I just jumped right back into the gym because it's, and I, I say all that because the gym has always been a coping mechanism for me. But when that happened, um, I would say from about 18, 19 years old until about 25, that was kind of all I had built for myself as far as coping mechanisms go. So a lot of my identity, a lot of my, you know, stress release was devoted to the gym. And what happened for me was I, I was working out six days a week, man. Like if I went more than two or three days without going into the gym, I could, my irritability and my mood was just shit. Like I, I would just be a miserable person to be around. And that's not a good place to be because what what happened was if you're lifting with that much emotion, that much intensity, six to seven days a week, you are breaking your body down and you're you're setting yourself up to be injured. It's almost inevitable at that point. Something's going to happen. It's also I'm, I'm glad you kind of brought up that irritability part, because if you didn't go to the gym for a couple of days, you got extremely irritable. And I'm sure you started taking that out on everyone around you oh, yeah. and your quality of life was decreased as a result of that. But there's going to be times in life where you're not able to get into the gym because you're too damn busy. And this is why we're doing this whole episode is because you need to have multiple things in place, multiple tools in your arsenal in order to deal with life when needed. And that's what we mean by coping mechanism is when life gets hard, because it's going to, you're going to be stressed out. You're going to be hit with some depression. You're going to get pissed off for no reason. And you can't figure out why it's happening. All these different things are going to happen, and you need to have tools set into place in order to deal with it. And if the only tool that you have is going to the gym, what happens when you're not able to do that? And that's a problem I ran into, man. Um, I would, I had a slight injury, and I couldn't get into the gym for maybe a week and a half, two weeks. And I just spiraled out of control and that's going to happen when you're constantly pushing yourself like that i mean you you're going to get injured whether it's a minor injury setting you back for a week or a major injury that's going to set you back for six months and if you don't have other coping mechanisms in place and you get hit with something like that on top of things you're already dealing with you're setting yourself up for failure and you're going to be in a very bad place yeah i mean it's inevitable you're, you're going to get hurt eventually if you're just going balls out every single training session. The only reason that you were able to do it, including myself, at, was because we were younger. Yeah, like you've... our bodies were a lot more resilient. If we were to go into it 
with that same mindset now, say like we just started working out at 30, you're 28. If we just started working out now, we would not, if we approach it from that same angle, we would be hurt almost immediately because that is not a smart way of training. And when you're training based off emotion and not based off, say like consciousness and being present, because if you're full of anger or depression or whatever it is, you're not present. The reason that you're feeling those things is because you're thinking about something in the past or something that may happen in the future. Well, when you're working out, you need to be as present as possible to avoid injury. So when you're basing, when you're lifting based off of emotion, that is not the right mindset to be in because you are not present there. You're probably going to be lifting a little more weight than you're supposed to. Well, yeah, which is like that. That's nice. Sometimes like that comes in handy, say on competition day. When you're leaving it all on the platform, like you're there to do some damn, some damage. But when you're working out four to five days a week in the gym, you don't need to be going to a hundred percent. Ed Cohen has a quote, and I'm, I'm going to butcher this, but it's something like you only have so many PRs in your, in your life. And what that means is like, there's only so many times that you can max out on deadlift. Don't waste it in the gym every single week. You know, be smart about your training. And that's what this boils down to is we're doing this for longevity here. Like we're, we're working out, we're training, we're being healthy. That way we can continue crushing life until the day we die. And that doesn't happen when you're going into the gym, getting yourself extremely amped up. Cause I still see people doing that over in the Norse compound, which is fine because they're all younger kids. And I get it. That was me as well. But you have to understand that that is not smart training. That is not the right way to go about doing this. There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place for it. So what are some other things that we can do here where we're not reliant on one thing? And this seems to be a trend this month. Every episode that we've done is talking about how you should not be dependable, dependent on one thing. And this applies to that as well, the gym. You should not be dependent on the gym in order to be happy in order to deal with stress and anger and depression and all these other things. For me, I think the second thing that I found to help me with it was nature, was going hiking and camping. That changed the game for me. And I would still say that it is more beneficial than working out now. Now, I'm not able to go hiking as much because I live in the city and I have a very busy life from the time I wake up till I go to bed. Having time to go into nature to go hiking or camping. It's just not something that I'm able to do all the time. And I've told numerous people, if I could wake up and go on a hike every morning, I would probably be the most peaceful person in the world. And I believe that Same. because that's what it does for me. Yeah. But working out, well, I own a gym. Everything that I do on the other side of this wall that we're currently in right now, there's a gym. Like I can bounce over to the gym and get a quick workout in. And that's a small victory that I can stack every day, but it's not necessarily a coping mechanism anymore. But sometimes it is, and but I wouldn't necessarily refer to it as a coping mechanism. For me, it's stacking victories. It's getting a win. Like today, as soon as we get done recording this podcast, it's five o'clock right now. I don't have anything else planned for tonight. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to crush it. And I need that for myself because honestly, I've kind of been in a lower energy state here lately, like mentally. I just haven't been at my best and I haven't felt as ambitious as I like to be, as motivated as I like to be. Like I've just kind of not been excited for anything and I don't like that. So I, kn I know that I have different things that I can do to get that dopamine release 
for myself and that's stacking victories and going over to the gym and crushing the weights for 45 to 60 minutes that's stacking a victory and if i have a really good workout i leave there feeling accomplished and that's what it is if i go over to the gym and i have a good workout i feel accomplished and that motivates me to continue accomplishing other things as well but i wouldn't necessarily classify that as a coping mechanism not a consistent one no it's it, it can the gym for me can be a good place to release that stuff but as far as like me looking at it as a coping mechanism like i used to not anymore no i think the difference is how, are you lifting with emotion or are you lifting because you're supposed to be in there lifting like when i go over there after this podcast is done i'm not going to be angry i'm not going to be de- depressed or anything like that i'm going to have a pretty calm clear head and because of that calm, clear head, I'm just going to have a really great workout and I'm going to leave the gym tonight feeling accomplished. And that's what you want in our reality. Like, why do we go to the gym? Because we want to improve ourselves. We want more for ourselves. And that's amazing. If you are one of those people, which hopefully you are, pat yourself on the back. Like, that's great. You want more for yourself. You love yourself enough to drag yourself into the gym, put your body under stress and honestly abuse a little bit <laughs> in order to be stronger and better moving forward. That's awesome. But at the same time, you need to be doing it for for different reasons. It doesn't need to be just because I'm always depressed and I'm going to go work out because that's the only time that I'm not depressed. If that is the only time that you're not depressed is when you're lifting weights, you, you have some serious issues that you need to address. And I figured that out when I started spending time alone camping and hiking. Another thing was meditation. Now, meditation is not for everybody, and that's completely okay. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, everyone needs to meditate. For me, it, is, it was life-changing. It's hard. It's extremely hard. But now I have to do it. Like, there is, there's nothing that I enjoy more in all reality than just sitting in silence with my eyes closed and seeing what's going on in my head. If I don't do that, I, I hate it. I, I start feeling anxious and everything else. And then as soon as I sit down and I'm just, I just have some quiet to sit with myself, it's so relieving to me. But back in the day when I first started meditating, it was, I hated it. Oh, I hated it. I hated sitting there for, I remember even five minutes. I'm like, fuck this. This is awful. This is the most boring thing in the world. But I stuck with it. And that was the thing is I, I stuck with meditation every single day. And I moved up that, up that time, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And then there for a while, I was meditating for an hour every day, sometimes two hours. I was doing two one-hour blocks. But for me, that was a coping mechanism. In order for me to deal with stress and myself, that's all it is. Like the reason we get stressed and all this other things is because we have issues dealing with ourselves, And that's a hard thing to accept. Meditation makes you check in with yourself. Well, that's why people avoid doing it. Yeah. Because it's very that's scary to see what's going part. on in there. Yeah. But in all reality, you're, the reason you're feeling all this anxiety and depression and anger and all these different emotions is because something is going on inside of you and you don't know what it is. So going to the gym for some people, it gives them that relief for a minute, which that's a lot better than chugging a bottle of whiskey or resorting to drugs or anything like that. But at the same time, that's not dealing with it. In all reality, that might, it's just a more productive, it, it is more productive. It's a positive outlet. It's a positive outlet for sure, but you don't want to be dependent on it, right? Um, what's another thing that I would do? I mean, just walks in general, walking, not even in nature. Like I walk around my neighborhood every day. I get in 10,000 steps no matter what. At the end of the day, I'm just walking in a circle. 
because my kid's inside the house and she's sleeping. So I got to keep the eye on the house. But I'm just walking in this circle because that brings me relief. And also that is a form of meditation for me. I'm not bringing in any other stimulants or anything like that. I'm just processing my thoughts. And that's what meditation is. You're processing your thoughts. That's a good point to bring up. A lot of people think, I think that a lot of people think to meditate, you have to just sit down and hiking Muay Thai for me, going on just a walk. It becomes meditative. It's just more conscious. Like I, I think meditation can be anything that forces you to be present. I experienced that during Muay Thai as well. I've experienced it in the gym. When I can get into a flow state in the gym and I'm just going, I'm not thinking, that to me feels like meditation. Now, there's different forms of meditation as well, and I'm not going to make this a whole meditation episode, but it is something that I know people are interested in, so we might as well talk about it. And as we're talking about tools to add to your arsenal, like this is a huge one for <laughs> it's it, probably right? the most beneficial. This is the most yeah. beneficial one, so fuck it. Like, let's talk about it. There's different forms of meditation, but Naval puts it best. Naval says... I don't remember this dude's last name, but everyone, it, just type in Naval and you'll know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. But anyways, there's this dude named Naval, and he he was on Rogan, and he's been on the Tim Ferriss podcast. He tweets a lot and all that shit. Very, like, very awesome person to keep up with. He's, he's always posting stuff that's, like, thought-provoking, and that's why I like it. But anyways, what he talks about is when you sit down to meditate, meditation is the art of doing nothing. You're not trying to block out your thoughts. You're not trying to think about anything. You're just sitting there with your eyes closed doing nothing. And when you look at it from that perspective, it removes all expectations of what you need to be doing. You don't need to be doing anything during meditation. Just like when you're walking without your phone or without anyone else next to you, you're just walking for the sake of walking and looking around. There's no expectation there. This is just something that you're doing. Well, meditation can be approached from the same outlet. I'm just sitting here letting my thoughts do what they want to do. And what happens over time is you start processing and you stop having as many thoughts. And then your mind is more clear. And then you're being more productive throughout the day because you have less anxiety and less depression and less anger because you're not holding all this shit in. Whenever people say we just need to let this go, but they don't actually say what that means, that's exactly it. Letting go means processing those thoughts and those emotions. And the only way to do that is to sit there and let them do their thing. Don't try to stop it. Don't try to do all of this different shit. Just let it, pro just sit there and observe it. But that's, that's the best way to get started with meditation. Set a timer for five minutes, close your eyes, sit down, and just let your thoughts do what they need to do. But you don't have to do that. You can go walking. You can go for a run. You can lift weights. You can do Muay Thai. You can do jujitsu. You can go, I know people that go surfing. You snowboard. Is it very similar to meditation? Well, I approach it from here lately, especially like I enjoy doing things that connect me to me. And that's how I kind of approach my meditative process too. Cause that's what, that's You're what I do when yourself. I meditate. Yeah. It's the same so, thing. You're, I mean, you're... yeah, it, in general, it's the same thing. Snowboarding is, it's just phenomenal. It's, it's one of those things that I really enjoy doing because it's, Again, it's it's allowing me to be present and think on my toes and be like very quick with my movement and everything, which is stuff that I enjoy doing. Yeah, it's that is all it is. But that's why meditation is so important. That's why I need these things are. It's just getting to know yourself. And when you get to know yourself more, and that's a weird concept. I need to get to know myself better. 
You don't already know yourself? No, you don't. I don't know myself. I'm always discovering something new. And that's usually some bullshit from my childhood. It's mental programming that doesn't actually serve me anymore. But it's something that I observed in those fundamental years when I was just a sponge like everyone else taking in all this different information. And the issue is that we don't actually dissect it. We don't go back and say, okay, this is a behavior pattern that I have and it's not serving me. So how do I go about getting rid of it? Well, if you don't get to know yourself, you don't discover those behavior patterns, like having to go to the gym in order not to be depressed or angry. Like that's not fixing the problem. You're going in there to lift weights to feel better for a minute because it's releasing different chemicals in your body. Maybe you're being present for a second. It's the first time that you've been present all week. There, That is why it's beneficial, but it's short-lived. It's not fixing the problem. And maybe that's the whole point in this episode because we really didn't talk about why we're doing this episode. It was just, okay, this is something that we've dealt with. We see other people doing it. Let's talk about it. And as we're talking about it, we're dissecting it. Before we get into that, I do, because this is going to lead us into that, I, I want to kind of go back to my early 20s when I thought only physical progress was only moving me forward. So a lot of my identity was based on my physical and the gym fed that. Now we're getting into meditation. It's not just physical. The spiritual and mental. It's spiritual, mental, and physical all in one. Yes. And those are three things that we need. Like if we want to have a happy and fulfilling life, those are the three things that we need to be addressing. When I write down my goals every day, every morning, every night, I write down my goals. And I write down three different goals. I write down a physical goal, a mental goal, and a spiritual goal. These are three things I'm going to work on every day to improve in those three areas because they're completely different. But those are the three fundamental things to being a person and to being a human being. And if you can be working on those and improving in those aspects of your life, you will be a happier person. And you're also going to be fixing yourself in the process. You know, when it comes to physical, you're, you're leveling up physically. When you're reading a book about something you don't know, or maybe it's a problem that you have. Maybe you're reading a self-help book. You've got some mental programming that you need to unfuck yourself from. And so you read a book about it. You're leveling up. Whenever you're meditating, that could be spiritual and mental because you're having to take control. You're having to, for once in your life, detach yourself from your mind and realize that my mind is just a tool. It's not me. Well, now you're rising. Now your level of consciousness is raising up. And that's going to carry over to every aspect of your life. But none of those things take place unless you're working on them separately, right? Like you need to be working on your physical goals. You need to be taking care of your body. You need to have a healthy body because if you're, if you're feeding your body shit food, your gut's going to be fucked up. And your gut is a second brain. Whatever you're putting into your gut directly goes up to your head. Your gut microbiome is so important and ours is completely messed up from the foods that we eat. It's called the gut-brain axis. Yes. And so if you eat better quality foods, you're getting exercise, you're getting sleep, you're taking care of yourself, you're drinking plenty of water and stuff like that, well, that's going to directly benefit your brain. That's going to benefit your thoughts, your moods, your strategic planning of how you're going to conquer life and how you're going to conquer you know, your work goals and stuff like that. But then there's a spiritual aspect of it, right? Like it's detaching from the body and mind. And that's what I mean by spiritual. It's finding out who you are at, at the core, not just your thoughts, because those are just thoughts, not your emotions, 
not your knee pain. Those are just aspects of you. They're not you. So when I say spiritual, I'm referring to the spirit, you, that person inside, the person that is observing the knee pain or the person that is observing the depression and the anger or the compulsive thoughts that don't ever stop. Well, whenever you can start to do that and you can say, oh, I keep feeling depressed whenever this happens because you're detaching yourself from it. So now you can see these triggers. I always get depressed when this person does this. I always get angry when I see this happen. Well, these are now triggers. Okay, well, now I know that when this happens, I can deal with it better. So that's what I mean here. Whenever you can get into touch with those three aspects of life, physical, mental, and spiritual, and you're tackling all of those together, but separately at the same time, different goals, that is how you just level up as a person. I like that you brought that up because uh, like I said here uh, previously, my goal here lately is to do things that connect me to me. Well, one of my goals here lately is to also do things that encompass all three of those aspects of my life, which is why I love hiking. Because it's doing all of them. It's hitting everything at once. It's physical because I normally hike in Linville Gorge and it's a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's mental because I have to be present or else I'm falling down the side of a mountain. And even if you're not present, though, like you're still processing thoughts. When you're looking around, you're not on your phone or anything like that. That's still beneficial because even if you aren't present, because you're still going to have thoughts. Sometimes, Jerry, you're not on the side, side of a mountain. It's just a straight trail. Nothing's going on. There's no obstacles that you need to maneuver around. And your thoughts are just going back and forth. And you're working through this shit that's been bothering you that you're not able to during your daily life because of all these distractions that we have. So I think like th those are two different benefits to it, mental, present, and then also just being able to process your thoughts to work through them. And spiritually. Uh, I mean, I've never felt more connected to me than being out in nature. We're supposed to be out in nature. Yeah. There's, like, there's just something that unlocks, I guess is a good way to put it, when you spend a, an extended amount of time by yourself with no phone out in the woods. Yeah, there – and I don't know exactly what that is. I'm sure it's in our DNA, obviously. It's in our DNA up until a hundred, couple hundred years ago. Like we were in nature for the most part. Like we we relied on nature. But then there's also the distraction part. There are no distractions in nature. Everything in nature is beautiful. You know, like there's nothing in nature that I'm like, fuck, this is annoying. I'm sure some people think mosquitoes. like that. Yeah, mosquitoes. That's a I, lie. Like, fuck a mosquito. <laughs> fuck a mosquito, bro. But for the most part, outside of mosquitoes pissing me off. <laughs> Eating me alive. Eating me alive. Everything else is like, I can just sit there without distractions. I can look around, but none of those things are distracting me from myself. And that's the issue is that social media, TV, people, I hate saying that, but people are a distraction. They're great. Friends are great. Relationships are great. Children are great. But at the same time, like you're giving your attention and energy towards something else. And sometimes you got to keep that shit to yourself in order to work on yourself. If you're never checking in, to see what's going on inside of you, to see what you need to work on. Well, those friendships are going to fall apart. That relationship that you're in, you guys are going to grow further apart. You're not going to be there for your kid like you should be. Maybe you're sna snapping at them. You're getting mad for no reason. You're not present with them, and they know that. I think kids pick that up more than anybody else. And that's why if you have kids, like try to make sure that you're not on your phone around them because they're watching. They don't have the articulation yet to be like, 
hey, you're on your phone too much, get off of it. But they see it and they know that you're not present and that bothers them. But hopefully we didn't, I don't know if we went completely off track or not. I don't think so, like, because we're still talking about coping mechanisms. But either way, like, that's the whole thing here with that is developing different coping mechanisms in order to help you continue moving forward. And these need to be things that are actually helping you fix the problems, not just temporary solutions, not just a quick dopamine release and a little sense of accomplishment. Because an hour or two later, you're going to be right back into the same place. The whole goal here is to figure out what's bothering us, figure out what's holding us back in life, and get rid of them. Remove the parts of yourself that are holding you back from living your best life possible and getting rid of them however you need to. But going to the gym and relying solely on that is not the solution. Neither are any of the other things I talked about. Like You you need to have multiple things in place. Relying on nature and getting outside to deal with your shit, you're fucked there too. Because guess what? Right now, there's a hurricane right outside this building. It's sitting on top of us. Yeah, actually. Hurricane Ian is currently going through North Carolina as we're making this podcast. Well, me and you are not going outside. If all I had to deal with my shit was to go on a hike or go camping, I would be fucked right now. Luckily, I got the gym. My ass is going over there after this podcast. But also this morning, I was meditating. I can meditate anywhere. And that's the beautiful part about meditation. All you got to do is sit down and close your damn eyes. I've done it in a doctor's office before. I'm like, well, I got some time to waste. I'll just close my damn eyes and sit there. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm, I know people are staring at me. I'll do it at coffee shops too. I go to sit down to work. Maybe my head's a little busy. I need to get focused. That way I can write, knock out some work. I'll just sit there, put on my headphones, just sit there and meditate for a minute. And I know everyone in there is like, what the fuck is this bald piece of shit doing? Your boy's meditating. Your boy's getting his shit together is what he's doing. I guarantee you if like they walked up to you and asked you what you were doing, the last thing they would expect you to say is meditating. Oh, for sure, man. But people also don't expect me to do yoga and all this other stuff. No, I'm the same way, man. Yeah. A, a, A big thing for me was to change my perspective on growth. Growth is not just physical. There's always something you can do to move forward. We also can't base our identity off of I'm a piece of shit if I'm not working out. I think that's very toxic. Well, because you could apply that same thing to if you're not reading a book. And let me ask you this. How many people are not reading books? A lot of people. That doesn't make you a piece of shit, though. Should you be reading books? Absolutely. Should you be in the gym lifting weights? Absolutely. But it doesn't make you a piece of shit. Like maybe you are leveling up in another aspect of life. That's the whole thing here is just making sure that you're moving forward one way or another. But try to make it like try to make the goal here. And maybe that's where we wrap up this episode. You need to have three goals set into place. You need to have a physical goal, a mental goal, and a spiritual goal. If you're tackling those, well, if one, if you're not able to hit the gym one day, well, guess what? You can open up a book and now you're tackling a mental goal. You're stacking victories in the mental aspect. Okay, well, maybe I'm going to sit down to read or maybe I'm going to sit down and meditate. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to check in with myself. That's spiritual. Or you're just going to the gym, getting jacked and juicy. That's physical. But either way, have multiple things into place. Have multiple goals, physical, mental, and spiritual. That way, if one, if you're not able to work on one of those, well, you still have two other options here that are moving you forward. They are going to benefit you. It's just having options here. It's not being reliant on one thing. 
but you're still stacking victories. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Norse Mentality. This podcast is a byproduct of Norse Fitness. We make clothing, fitness accessories, supplements, and other tools to help you reach your true potential. You can check it out at norsefitness.co. And if you found this episode beneficial, please share it with a friend. That way we can continue to make a bigger impact and change the world. Thank you for your support. We'll talk to you soon.